This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. But yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. This is episode 147. Today is Monday, July 17th. I'm Dan. We got <laughs> and you can't you can't read. Oh my gosh. What did I fuck up you, now? You said episode 147. It's episode 165. Did I say 147? How fucking dyslexic was that? <laughs> Come on, Tom. Did I say 147? <laughs> you said 147. Keep Jeez. it in there. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. <laughs> what I meant to say is this is episode 165. <laughs> And today's Monday, July 17th. Did I really say 147? You did. Yeah, you did. That's why I looked right at you. I'm like, wait. <laughs> I was like, I was waiting for you to pull up that screen too, because I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I had something else on my mind. What was that? Maybe I was looking at something that had number 147 on it. I don't know. I don't see a four up there at all. Yeah, there was something there, I'm sure, but it's not that I'm getting old and senile. <laughs> can't nope. be it at all. <laughs> but uh, we've got... Matt and Ryan in studio. <clears throat> That's yeah, misanthrope Matt. Misanthrope Matt. But yes, I'm and here amongst the, humans. In the, in the stashed Ryan. And the, the rape stashed Ryan. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. That's what they that's what I've been hearing nowadays. I don't know why you went rape stash with it. Like because it's funny. It's, it's obviously a 70s porn stash. It is, but it's funnier to make like rapey van jokes about it. Yeah, we Dan only referred to it as a porn stash. Ryan said, no, I want to be known as Rape and Duffy from now on. <laughs> Duffy Rapert. <laughs> rape and Patrick Duffy. <laughs> I wouldn't rape him. He's a good actor. Isn't your middle name Patrick? It is, but then there's the actor called Patrick Duffy. I know. <laughs> rape and Ryan. Is Patrick Duffy the... Is he like the poor man's Hasselhoff, or is it the other way around? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Well, Patrick Duffy doesn't act anymore. He hasn't acted in a while, unless he's doing like is the. He, is I he mean, did they both? I don't think they so. both peaked around the same time. I think, but they have kind of a similar look, do they not? I think so. One's less musclier. Sure. I don't know if I'll find anything. Oh no, I said Patrick. No, he's not dead. Sixty-eight lives in Montana. Hmm. Hmm. He doesn't look as much ha like Hasselhoff as I thought. Did he used to have curlier hair? Uh, I don't know. I think it was a little more curly. Well, it's very wavy anyway. It used to be much darker, of course. Now it's grayish. Yeah, that, that big picture looks like a doll or a wax sculpture. That one, yeah. <laughs> That's a photo of, of, his, of his doll at Madame Tussauds. See, he's <laughs> giving the rape eye in that picture. Mm. Mm, it's a Duffy thing. Just lacking a mustache. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's always raped with you. <laughs> Because it's one of those things you're not supposed to do, and it's bad to make jokes it's about it. It's one of those it. things you're not supposed to do, so I'm part of the counterculture, and I'm like, well, fucking raping everybody. It's funny to make jokes about myself looking like a rapist. Oh. Is your favorite book The Rapes of Grath? Yes. <laughs> oh, Ryan. You didn't get a little lot of sleep last night. No, I didn't. That's probably why I'm talking out my ass more. <laughs> you, you, you like to get your raping on when you're sleepy? <laughs> and I was going to grab some coffee before I came here, but 
And I was like, ah, fuck. I was sleepy driving down State Street. I'm like, oh, wait, the coffee shop's behind me. Mm. Well, yeah, you're out fighting fighting the fires. Yeah, we're out till about two in the morning. Got a few hours of sleep last night. Got home, took a little bit of a nap, and came down to Salt Lake. And well, didn't you say they were still going? When oh you... yeah, they're probably still going right now. So well, then, so... what'd you leave for? Yeah, like how do you <laughs> how do you determine like my job here is done? The fire's still blazing, but fuck it. Well, BLM was on it. What does that mean? Well, it wasn't actually on our base. Uh-huh. So unless it's directly infringing on the base, mm-hmm. we technically don't need to be out there unless BLM requests us to be out there. So we went out there for the for beginning. For some assistance. Yeah. Ass, acid stances. <laughs> uh, so we went out for the whole, you know, inception of the fire and kind of calmed down. It's it's wrangled into a small area, but I guess if it jumps over the mountain, then it's game on again. But we had the big tankers out there and a bunch of planes flying around, dropping on it. So it was pretty cool. Dropping planes on it? Yeah. What are the t- <laughs> what are the tankers? Uh, the tankers are the big jets, like the commercial airliner. Oh yeah. That drop fire retardant. Oh okay. So you see the guy sitting up there, like ten thousand feet up, and he just dive bombs the fire, and it's like that plane shouldn't be able to do that like that. That's pretty fucking nuts. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, I could. Well, I told you last night when you sent me those pictures that. I could smell it clear. Oh yeah, clear east. Like you could smell the planes. No, yeah. the, <laughs> the fire. Oh. <laughs> we had the planes drag the smoke with it. That's, oh, that's oh. Well, and Tracy and I had gone to dinner. Chemtrails. Yeah, and walked out of the restaurant. And I'm like, man, it smells like fire. And we could see southwest of us. It was just oh yeah, black skies. Like even like I said, like this morning when I left work, it was driving through nothing but smoke for the first. Four or five miles on the road. Hmm. And then that whole valley was still filled this morning. Well, those fires were still going, but they're they're burning up the mountain, which they hope it gets to the top of the mountain and just stops right there. Well, yeah, you have to take a lot of the nature, yeah, the a lot terrain, of the landscape and terrain into account. Which is why, like, we'll try to burn it into a mountain, use fire to fight fire and, and force it towards the mountain, so that way it'll just burn off there hmm. versus coming towards people's homes or coming out of the base. So, well, whose homes though, right? Uh, the, well, there's actually the volunteer fire department was right there. Oh, so we're like, if that continues up that valley, the volunteer fire department is going to lose their place. Better and, get your asses to work. Yeah, volunteers. pretty much. Huh. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were fighting their own thing. Yeah, I see it right now. I just got a, I just got a text: voluntary recall, of wildland fire. Hmm. Voluntary recall. What does that mean? I don't have to go. Oh, it's voluntary. But you can go if you want. I could go if I wanted. But it's voluntary. Now, if I get another one of those that says mandatory, I call them and say, hey, I've had a couple beers. Uh-huh. And they'll say, all right, be here in four hours. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Take some time to sober up, but still get your ass in here. They, one of the guys got yelled at for that on that last one where we all got recalled. Oh, he yeah? said, I've been drinking. Like, all right, come in in four hours. He didn't come until the next day. Uh-huh. Like, no, we said to come in in four hours, not the next day. Well, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. Like, we've had guys in this fire for 20 straight hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is a big deal. Wow. What did you do over the weekend? Um, did you go boating again? No, but kind of a long story about a storage unit that my parents have been renting here for 15 years, probably. You didn't my, find a rape van in it, did you? Since my grandma died. <laughs> uh, no, a couple of antique rape chairs, though. Ooh. <laughs> Not big enough for a van. Oh. Um, but the yeah. whole kind of the so. dildo kind. Uh, I don't I, know where I'm going with this. Yeah, the whole kind. <laughs> well, it's it's a rape chair, so either it's got you, depending on 
who you're oh. taking a, it could have a, so, a phallic object sticking up in it. Oh, if, oh, yeah, you. if you want to be the rape top or the rape bottom. Yeah, depends. Gotcha. Okay. My mom's going to love this episode. <laughs> you were cool. So you were just clearing it out for him? Yeah, yeah. And it was fucking hot on Saturday. Oh, yeah, it was. It was 103 all day, or the last four days at work. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to get any cooler. Well, it's supposed or to get down like cooler. 98 in this next week. Yeah. Yeah. Not much cooler, I <laughs> And then I'm say. going to Powell, so it's going to be back up. Uh, 105. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But lots of water, so it doesn't matter. Just don't get burnt. Okay. I like Lake Powell. It's my happy spot. I've actually never been there yet. It's really? my happy place. You've never been Dude, to Lake Powell? Dude, it's a blast. No. Oh, yeah. Very nice. You should go. I never had a boat. It's a good boat. fun. Boat. Never had a boat, so I can't go to Powell. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Um, I don't know what else I was going to say. Your air conditioner broke? Oh, yeah. My AC broke today or yesterday, which was shitty. I went to go see a movie yesterday, which was fun. What movie did I go see? Oh, the new monkey movie. Yeah, I want to see it. Monkey movie? When saw the new monkey movie? The new Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Oh, is there another one of those? Yes, this is the third in the newly rebooted deal. Mm. I, I've heard people saying that they've been doing so well with this reboot that like they need to remake the original again. The original original? The original, well, or the remake of the original, but I mean, that was a remake. The remake of the original, oh, the, the one, one with, with Mark um, Wahlberg? Yeah. Yeah. Say so they need to redo that one. Oh, are the other ones better than that one? That's the only one I've seen. Oh, oh yeah. yeah the, way better. The new, yeah. It's way, a different, whole different cast, different director, different. It's and and so I think I think each movie in the new series has gotten progressively better also. Well, the technology has gotten better for them to be able to pull off uh, more of the effects as oh, well. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like the story's yeah. gotten better. The Yeah. Of course, the technology's gotten better. But So who's in this one then? Uh, Andy Serkis plays Caesar, the head ape. Oh. The, the main monkey. He was also, <laughs> uh, sometime during the show or, or in some break, we, you got to pull up him doing uh, the Donald Trump tweets as Smeagol. Oh, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he plays he plays Caesar, who's the lead ape. Um, and this is this is like origin of Planet of the Apes kind of stuff, this new reboot. Like it talks about how apes became more yeah. evolved and started to dominate. and. What happened to humans and all of that kind of stuff? It's really cool. It's like a prequel to Charlton Heston's original yeah. Planet of the Apes. Mm. Yeah, it sounds pretty great. It's they're they're really good. Which I, might also be why I hear people saying they should make they should redo that one next. Yeah, yeah, I really like them. Uh, the Planet of the Apes movie series was one of my favorites when I was a kid. That and the Godzilla movies and Mothra and Godzilla versus like all of those. Mm were my favorites when I was younger. So I'm I'm always very excited about these. That's funny. I just, in that storage unit, I found an old VHS of King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, yeah? From whatever, <laughs> 54 or whatever they made that. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if it was that long ago, but it's old. And I, I, Yeah, I, I like all of those. I have the whole collection of the old Planet of the Apes movies. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're fun. I dig them. Hello, I'm Lloyd Evans. I'm a former Jehovah's Witness. I'm the author of The Reluctant Apostate and senior editor of JWSurvey.org. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. And then all of a sudden it hit me. I knew who I wanted to be. And I untied myself from that catapult and here I am. 
Well, that is such a relief. I know, I know. So, if you have about 45 minutes, I'd like to talk to you about the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. I wanted to remind everybody that we are having a drawing. Uh, this drawing is for those of you awesome listeners who go out to iTunes or Stitcher and give us a five-star review if you feel we are worthy and would like to be entered into a drawing. If you have already given us a five-star review, please go out and screenshot your review and send us an email with that screenshot to godlessrevolution at gmail.com, and we will enter you into a drawing for fabulous prizes. This drawing will run through the end of July. That gives you extra time. Yeah, that's scheduled to be episode 167, so we'll hold the drawing while we are recording that episode, but that gives you plenty of time to go out and submit a five-star review again, only if you feel that we are worthy and would like to be entered into the drawing, then take a screenshot of that, send it into us at thegodlessrevolution at gmail.com, and at the end of the month, we will hold a drawing for a fabulous prize. Yeah. And the reason why you need to email it to us is because we don't know who the hell you are on iTunes with your Right, because names. your screen name or user ID or anything doesn't really tell us much of anything, nor does it give us any contact information yes. for you. And include as the subject line that it is for the prize drawing or review prize drawing. We'll enter all of you then who have done so into a drawing for a fabulous prize. Get on it, people. Get out there. Give us a review, and we'll enter you into the drawing, and one of you will walk away yeah. with something really cool. Well, then last week you said that you'd probably grab a few things and put them together and say, hey, what do you want? So yeah. the person who wins actually gets to choose, hey, I want that cool Star Wars item, or hey, I want that atheist-related item. It'll be a fabulous item that you will get to choose from several different items. Yeah. And maybe we'll just have different drawings going forward for a bunch of stuff, because I'd like to give it away to our listeners, because You're you guys awesome. are awesome. So, please get out there and do that. From the White House to the pews, this is Rebel News. So there was a double homicide. Maybe it was a triple homicide. I can't remember. Was it two or three people that were murdered? I, for some reason, wanted to say three. I thought maybe there were three. But the one of the people involved in this, I had actually interacted with on Facebook in the atheists or in the utah atheists facebook group yeah um this story comes to us from Hemet meta on and this was actually the story was written on july 2nd so it's been almost a month now or a couple weeks anyway two weeks two weeks that's if you're rounding up that's a month right true (laughs) on friday the uh canyon corner Jesus Christ. On Friday, the Canyon County coroner in Idaho announced that the bodies of three people had been found in a farmhouse. Gerald Mike Bollinger is the main suspect and has not been found yet. The victims, Cheryl Baker, his wife, Nadia Medley, his mistress, and Medley's daughter, Peyton. So, yeah, it was was three. Yeah, he murdered three women. Um, As the accounts of the story go, Baker and Medley didn't know about each other. Bollinger told his wife he was in Idaho preparing their retirement home when he was really living with Medley and her daughter. Baker surprised her husband with a visit, and all three women were soon found dead. The details are, not surprisingly, convoluted and unconfirmed. Why bring it all up? Because uh, Because a reader brought this Facebook post to my attention. And it was a post from Nadia Medley. 
says apparently it's National Ask an Atheist Day besides the other thing everyone else is yammering about, so ask away. And that was a public post that she had made on Facebook. And he says, here's what that exchange means after hearing, well, and so she posts that and then there's a comment that says, insert question, pontificate an endless list of statements beginning with but. Somebody else commented and said, do atheists participate in 420 rituals going back millennia? It doesn't go back that far. And then the last comment that Hemant has uh, highlighted yeah. here says, did you face your maker? Bet you believe now. Yeah. This was after the story broke of this woman being murdered. Some kind Christian went out there and said, did you face your, ma- did you face your maker? Bet you believe now. Some fucking coward Christian that went and put it on a person's Facebook after they were already dead. dead. He didn't, he, he, she didn't post that while they were alive or bother to try to convince them of anything. Just go post it after they're fucking dead. Well, and then you can see people actually liked that post. Yeah. Yeah. People liked it. There were a couple of sad face reacts to it. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm going to have to say it every fucking week is that this bullshit about, you know, when you, when, when atheists try to point out, no, your God's a fucking dickhead. No, he's love and mercy and forgiveness and compassion and all this bullshit. He's, he's love ad infinitum, right? Mm-hmm. And then how they act in the real wor- world is this bullshit. Yeah. Worse than Satan. Yeah. Because this is nastier than Satan was in the Bible. They've, they've been given license to do so by their, but they've always by their been, daddy in the sky. They've always, yeah, they've always been this way. I thought you were going to go to Trump on that, but oh, uh, no, yeah. because they're, people can be bolder now, but God, it just pisses me off, man. Which is it? Yeah. Well, and Hemant says, here's what that exchange means. After hearing the medley was murdered, a Christian went on Facebook, found her profile, read through her old posts, discovered she was an atheist, and decided that would be the perfect time to say, told you so. Oh, fuck. I stepped all over that. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Um, He says, I know this is completely tangential to the main story, and I know internet trolls exist on all sides, but still, what the hell compels someone to do this? Then on July 4th, He posted an update and said, the person who made the comment has since apologized. You can read her message right here. No, no, I did not accept. (laughs) Well, I wonder if, well, that that their apology was only two days after this original story was published. So I wonder, what is she going to say to apologize? I'm curious about that because, you know, you take a victim and then further victimize them when there's absolutely no risk to you, except, except for the, you know, backlash, the social media backlash or whatever. But now what, now what is she going to do? She's just going to come back and say, oh, God, I'm sorry that I said that. And then he's going to say, that's okay. You, you're back in heaven. And then everything's good. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Well, and apparently, so I've, I've read all of this before. And apparently she, she posted this apology after receiving a backlash from a bunch of people. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, right, right. Especially but if she had a lot of atheist Because friends. this was, you know, because Nadia's post was public. <laughs> yeah. So this woman's comment was public. Oh, yeah. Everybody could see it. And then Hemant brought it to people's attention. And then I'm sure this woman faced a shitstorm. Oh, yeah. From people going, what kind of shitty person are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and she, then she chooses to apologize. Yeah, so she didn't apologize beforehand. And she wasn't mature enough to be kind beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't until people call her out on it. Yeah, that, make that's, her feel that's like what shit. that's what children do. Yeah, but in any event, she did post a, an apology. Uh, Hemant uh, ran her apology uh, on out on his blog. 
Uh, he says that over the weekend, I posted about a disturbing case of triple homicide in Idaho. One of the victims had said on Facebook back in April that she was an atheist. After her name was in the news, a Christian woman named Michelle found that post and commented, Did you face your maker? Bet you believe now. That bothered me. How could anyone find that appropriate? Someone has someone was murdered, and a Christian's first thought was to rub it in? I redacted her name from the post because, one, I didn't want people to harass her, and two, this wasn't about one person. It was about a practice I'd seen Christians do on a number of occasions. Yeah. In any case, even though her comment was deleted by the time my post went up, people found her name and said some horrible things to her. Well, you know. We got in touch with each other yesterday, and she expressed her sincere remorse for what she had said. Mm. I invited her to explain the reason she commented at all when she realized her mistake and what's happened since then. Her response is below. And she says, Dear readers of this page, I'm the very repentant writer of that nasty comment, and I am writing to ask you for your forgiveness. I'll try to explain what I was thinking or not thinking. When I read the story of this woman and her daughter being killed, Along with the man's wife, I became curious, like many others who checked out her page, after the horrible event. I wanted to know more about her. Why? Yeah. I don't even have a problem with that. But the thing is, you went and you did find more about her to shit on it. <laughs> that was your point? I mean, if you want to learn about a victim, you want to learn more about that person, fine. But if you're going to dig up dirt so you can put it out publicly, fuck you. Or it was maybe let's look, let's see what this woman was like and see if we should raise money at our church for her. Yeah, for to find the murderer. Nope, she's an atheist. We ain't gonna help find the murderer. I doubt she was even thinking anything like that. Her apology continues and says, as I was scrolling through one of the victim's timelines, enjoying the pictures and getting getting a glimpse into her life, I came across her post about Ask an Atheist Day. Call it a lapse in judgment, but my first mm. reaction was that she was now meeting her maker. It's what I believe. It's what I believe, not no past tense here. It's what I believe, and I felt the urge to write it out. I didn't do it out of love, and I didn't show any respect for the deceased. I posted out of arrogance, something I know goes against my own beliefs about what God wants. <laughs> All I can say now is that I'm human, and I made a terrible mistake. Not long after I posted that, I realized I had done something I shouldn't have and removed it. But the hate messages started arriving. Yeah, good. So. Did she realize that before or after those hate messages started arriving? I guess screenshots with my comment and name had been going around and people connected it back to me. Hemant's note, I received a tip about the post and took my own screenshot at the time with the comment still there. She continues and says, The first message was from someone who knew I had removed the post, but said she had a copy and wanted to make sure it spread like wildfire. Mm -hmm. It seemed to work since her friends began messaging me also. I didn't open their messages. I knew what they were about, so I just started blocking them instead. I eventually suspended my account because I felt they were being hateful. Oh, really? Oh. They were being hateful. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, so now we're back to the persecuted Christians. Yeah. They were being hateful towards somebody who is around to defend themselves. Yeah. yeah. But what she did was just being arrogant. Yeah. So is this an apology? It wasn't, it wasn't done out of love. It was born of arrogance. And is this an apology or are you just trying to get your side of this? Are you trying to get people to feel sorry for you? She continues and says, the woman who sent that message contacted my church, which was listed on my profile, as did a few others. She also posted the article on this site for them to see. Around the same time, another equally cruel message appeared uh. on the victim's Facebook wall. It was from a profile that had my name and picture, but I didn't write it. 
Someone else must have created a fake profile for that very purpose, trying to fuel the fire. I reported it to Facebook. Wait, yeah, she's Wait. she's just, there's a problem here. Hmm. How did she report it to Facebook if she suspended her account? That's a good question. And how did she receive all these messages if she suspended her? Well, she said she was getting all the messages and then she suspended her account. Well, she says she eventually suspended it, so okay. maybe she waited okay. until after this. Maybe the know, time but, frame, the story she's writing. But the way, yeah, the, I mean, up. the flow of her apology yeah. here certainly brings that into question. It's a not apology at this point. Yeah, she says I have had major anxiety since all of this happened. Oh, please feel sorry for me. Feel sorry for me, the poor victim yeah. in all of this. Yep, I've felt sick over this incident. I would just like it to go away. Believe me when I say I realized my mistake not long after I made it, even before the nasty messages began coming in. I've learned an invaluable lesson through all this, and I don't think I'm any better than anyone else. Wait, that just that's the, interesting. That's that, an interesting non sequitur there. <laughs> yeah, well, and just the, the I mean, I, I, I couldn't I, read that with a straight face. No. Like, she doesn't think she's any better than anyone else? Really? Well, but I, I, really? The way it should go is, hey, I've learned a valuable lesson and it's bettered me. Yeah, it has made me a better, better person. person. Yeah. That's what she should have said. Yeah. But it makes it sound like before she oh, thought, is that hey, what she? That, that's, I don't think what she's trying to say is maybe. No, that's not what she's trying to say. It, it would have been like better if she had, had said, said that. that. Okay. Instead, it sounds yeah. to me more like, well, before I thought I was better than a lot of people, and now I realize we're all kind of the same. <laughs> it actually seems to me to be so out of place in context there that it's like, again, when a child comes up to you and they go, I don't have anything in my hands. <laughs> I didn't break it. Yeah, I didn't break. Yeah, you know, yeah. And you're break like, what? Wait, what? What Nothing are you talking about? That doesn't even have anything to do with what you were I, just talking about. So clearly, you do think that. I, yeah. I didn't break it, just like anyone else. <laughs> I know most of us have said unkind words and done things we've come to regret, but they usually don't keep echoing like this one has. Well, I am asking each and every reader here to find it in their hearts to accept my apology. I would appreciate your forgiveness. That's for your God to do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't change the past, but I can change my own behaviors moving forward. And if I see someone doing what I did, you can be sure I'll speak out against it. There's a time well, and place to share my personal religious beliefs online, and the aftermath of someone's murder certainly isn't on that list. And if that's how you share your religious beliefs, you can fuck right off because that was in no way intended to be something where well, you were expressing your religious beliefs to you knew she was dead. There's yeah. no way she can respond. So who are you expressing it to? It's a, you're rubbing yeah. her nose in it and we all know it and this is not an apology. No, you don't have my forgiveness. Fuck off. <laughs> and as if she didn't realize the post she made was pretty fucking cruel. It's like, I this was just Preaching my God to her dead Facebook page. And she does it to somebody who's She's dead. dead. She's a coward. Yeah. Yeah, that bothered me. I mean, of course, seeing the, the initial comment bothered me a whole lot, yeah. especially since, I mean, like, I, I had never met Nadia in real life, but I had, you know, we had commented on yeah. the same thread back and forth several times. I mean, she'd been in the, in the Utah Atheists group for years. So, you know, I'd seen several of her comments and we'd, chat back and forth that way kind of and, you know that was our only interaction but she seemed like a decent person well, we disagreed uh, on several different things i think we got into an argument one time but well that's every day on the atheist group and i didn't murder her nor True. did i go and 
shit on her timeline but after I, she I, was dead. I did see several people on Facebook, where, like right when this happened, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, I knew her, you know, from the atheist group. Like mm-hmm. she was a really like nice lady. She was moving up to Idaho. She thought she had us." You know, this dream life going on up there. Oh, yeah. That that was the other part of it is that, yeah, she was so excited about all this. She'd she'd been single for a while, finally found a guy who was, you know, had made her life complete. And she was just ecstatic about the move and the new house. And yeah. And then was murdered. Yep. Because this guy's a fucking dirtbag. And apparently they have not seen hide hide nor hair of him until today. Yeah. And in fact, they didn't, they still haven't seen hide nor hair of him, but they found his car in Wyoming. Yep. Um, I've been periodically running a search on this guy to see if he's been arrested or if they found him at all. They still haven't apprehended him, but they found his car in Wyoming today. At a uh, campground. Yeah. So maybe they're getting closer to him and we'll eventually apprehend or, him. I'd be looking for more bodies in those woods. I'm like, what is he driving now? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Did he kill a camper and take their vehicle? Leave his? Possibly. It could have happened. I don't know. I'm just going to say, Matt Matt was giving him the benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt earlier. No, saying, no I wasn't. No, the guy saying, hey, he could be running from anything. That's <laughs> like, no, I was not, motherfucker. No. no. Well, My, all I was saying was that if someone runs from the police, that does not mean they're guilty. You said it did, well, and I said it doesn't. Well, I'd say it, it doesn't look good for them. It looks makes you look more guilty than if you came forward and said, hey, that wasn't fucking me. Perhaps. But I'm just saying that now, if he keeps running and they find some more dead bodies in the woods where his truck was left and the car's missing from the people he killed, I'm like, hmm, yeah, he fucking did it. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, you still need to prove it. I'm just saying, like, what if some what if some crazy-ass hunter guy that has schizophrenia broke in there, killed all those three, and this guy kind of fought him off, and then he realizes, man, if any police officer shows up here, this looks really fucking bad. There's no way they're going to believe my story. I'm going to go to prison for life. I have no chance but to run. And then that, they think, well, you that know. That sounds like a Jason Bourne The movie. one-armed man did it. I'm just, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying there's, there's. You but know, even after that, you would. Call. I mean, yeah. Call. one Call and give your side of the story. What happened? Retain an attorney. Yeah. If it's, if that's, if that's what's going on. I would imagine. But yeah. Yeah, that guy fucking did it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Run, running in, on its own doesn't make you a criminal. No, I agree. No, but uh, in this situation, what's going on? Well, I think I think Matt is probably saying this in light of incidents where recently a, where, a, where police chased down a black kid just because shoot him. he's running, you yeah. know? He right. saw and, us and, and he ran. And black kids run because they know they get killed. So yeah. that's why they're or, running, not yeah. because they committed a crime. Yeah. That's there's other reasons. And so, but it's immediately assumed that there's guilt. That, and you can hear it all the time. They chase them down, catch them, and they say, What are you running for? What'd you do? Yeah. What what do you what'd you do? Why are you running? You know, it's like, can you not are you not allowed to run? Yeah. <laughs> Especially well, if you've committed no crimes. Like the guy in Salt Lake that has got that one point two million dollar lawsuit from the police. Don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, the guy that was outside his house? And the cop ran around the corner chasing somebody and then shot him. What? Yeah. I have not heard anything about this. Yeah, the cop shot him in the leg and he's like, what the fuck are you shooting me for? Because I'm chasing him. Like, Bro, no, I'm just standing here. He's like, you're chasing that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's still running. You shot me. Hi, this is Yvette Dontremont, a.k.a. The Cybabe, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. You can find me at Cybabe.com. 
at my Twitter account at the Cybabe. And if you've hunt really hard, you can find me at Pornhub. I dare you. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Hey, everybody. This is X. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist... A love twist with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. If you base medicine on, on science, you cure people. If you base the design of planes on science, they fly. If you base the design of rockets on science, they reach the moon. It works. Bitches. Matt's got science! Researchers say cats may have... In, it's considering we're in the internet age and everyone loves cats. Yeah. Um, there's a new study out about it. Okay. Oh, shit. Like, what do, what do cats... Do cats have 10 lives instead of nine now? I'm not exactly. a giant fan of cats. No, me neither. I've had cats. I think cats are okay. Cats are cute. Cat Cats can be fine companions, but- Can they? They're, they're, they're assholes. Well, they're assholes, and they ruin shit. Yeah. Like, they fucking ruin shit. A, yeah. dog, a dog can pee on the carpet somewhere, and it doesn't ruin the carpet. Yeah. Like, but- a cat pees on something- and it gets down into the carpet and the and the subflooring, and it's fucking ruined. There's no way to fix it. You have to replace the subfloor now. You have to tear up your fucking house because a cat pissed in there. And a cat will look you dead in the eyes while it's doing it because he knows it's fucking evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. The dog will be like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it anymore, Dad. And they're cute and they're fluffy and they're funny yeah. and, and goofy <laughs> sometimes and whatever. But, yeah, I've had cats, and they just fucking ruin shit. That reminds me of another Chris Hardwick joke from that same album. <laughs> we don't have to look it up because that took forever last time. But he's he's basically saying he's like he's talking about the kind of pets that dogs are, and he's like, "You all know it. You could fuck your dog in the ass tonight, and then he'd just turn around when you were done and say, "What do you want to do now? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was strange. What's going on next? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, researchers say, I don't know which researchers, but some of them say that cats may have started spending time with humans about 10,000 years ago. French scientists studied the DNA of 209 ancient cats from Europe, Africa, and Asia. They included some ancient Egyptian cat mummies. Uh, it carries the, it carries the genetic instructions used in the growth development, uh, functioning and, oh, so this is the part of the DNA they're studying that carries the instructions for growth development, functioning, and reproduction. Um, the researchers were able to follow how ancient cats moved along the Eastern Mediterranean Sea from Egypt through Turkey and what is Iraq today. Eva, uh, Eva Maria Geigel is, uh, with, she sounds like a cat person, Jacques Manaud <laughs> Institute in Paris, uh, says that wildcats showed up, uh, at first for food. Uh, it was the first farmers that invented agriculture. And this means they accumulated grains, probably more and more larger and larger amounts. And the grains, of course, attracted rodents, 
which attracted wildcats. Those wildcats have moved uh, have moved in fast for the rats, but human cat relationships did not develop re- did not develop quickly. Uh, so, is is wildcats one word? Or is it two words? That's how the football teams spell it. Yeah, I'm, every time you say it, I'm thinking, Weber, wildcats, yes. It says <laughs> it's two words in this article. Is it? Okay. Yeah, wildcats. Okay. Not wildcats. As a, I think that's a species, isn't it? A wildcat? No. no. Look it up. Uh, is wildcat a species? I think there I are certain kinds. There are certain wildcats, yeah. I think it's like, it's a feral cat, it's a wildcat, it's a domestic cat. Is wildcat a species? The Wildcat Sanctuary, Wildcat Wikipedia. I think Wildcat's just a name for big cats. For a feral cat? Yeah. Types of wildcats, species, breeds. Scottish wildcat species. Description, behavior. Well, that's a Scottish wildcat. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, but. 15 rare wildcat species. So they're all different species. It's not, there's not a species of, like, like wildcat isn't the designation of. A species. There right, because there's Syrian. There are several look at the bottom. African, Europeans. Yeah. But they're all one-worded, not, not two-worded. Like, right, yeah. So yeah. wildcat is a grouping of cats. Yeah. That's different from feral. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it was a two-way relationship that started to get established, but it, cer- but it certainly took several thousands of years until the cat really became domesticated. Uh, are they even? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a previous no. study found that 9,500 years ago, a cat was buried next to a human on the Mediterranean island of Cyprus. Basilis! <laughs> the island has no native. <laughs> the island has no native population of felines uh, or cats. Researchers say that means the cat was brought there by boat and suggests it had a special relationship to that person. So as humans sail- sailed further, uh, farther away from home, cats went along for the ride. Cats made their way into paintings in Egypt 3,500 years ago. Often painters placed them under chairs. Geigel said that demonstrates that by that time in our history, the cat had made its way into the household. So that's 3,500 years ago. So they used to carry around cats like people carry around novelty poodles nowadays Nowadays in their purses and stuff. Oh, did they? Well, they, t- they took them on vacations and shit. <laughs> oh, on the, boats, on the boat, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, I guess. <laughs> It's a vacation. I mean, it's a long vacation, but it's a fucking vacation. Going on to the Caribbean. Well, it's been that long and cats are still assholes, though. I know. I was thinking yeah. Matt wasn't going to say they're coming by the farm for food. They were coming by because they ran out of tables and knocked shit off of. Hmm. Uh, you ever see that video? Well, I, I was just thinking uh, of the meme I saw earlier this week. That, with the, the flat earther one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cats proved that the flat earth isn't real because they would have knocked everything yeah, off of it yeah. by now. You, you've got to go on YouTube and watch the YouTube video of cats <laughs> knocking stuff off of tables. There's several cats that will look right at the owner and just yep. swipe a, a, a glass or a candle or something off yeah. and like, hmm, too mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't until the 1800s when people began breeding cats. Uh, that gives us all the different kinds we have today. Uh, Carlos Driscoll is with the Wildlife Institute of India, which is really weird because his name doesn't sound Indian to me at all, but maybe people Carlos, can, people, or maybe he's from somewhere else. Yeah, people can move. Yeah. Like cats. Exactly. They go on vacation. <laughs> cats uh, on vacation. <laughs> he says the study- Did you just write a little song? <laughs> yeah. Cats on vacation. He's got a little jingle. <laughs> it's it, it, it's, it's going to be the jingle for the buddy movie where two cats go on a sailboat to go on vacation. <laughs> and they encounter pirates. 
their adventures on the high seas. <laughs> Sounds really good. Uh, uh, he says that the study is the first large sampling of cat DNA going back so far in time. Uh, Geigel says that uh, Geigel says they also found evidence that cats had been t- uh, taken to Bulgaria by boat with the first farmers who colonized Europe. That See, ev- vacations. <laughs> I think cats are sneaky enough to stow away. <laughs> sneaky motherfucker. Well, actually, not vacation thing, but I wonder if the cats were on the boats, not for travel companions, but for mice, uh, for I'll, taking care of pests on the boats. I'll yeah. just keep reading. Could be. Okay. You'd probably say that in there, don't uh, you? That, that <laughs> evidence also appeared more than 5,000 years ago in Romania and 3,000 years ago in Greece. The second different gen- genetic structure is seen in Egypt, uh, first seen in Egypt, also reached, reached Europe between the first and fifth centuries. It was found in a sample from a Viking trading port in Northern Europe, as well as the 8th century sample from uh, Iran. The researchers said the cats were probably sent across the Mediterranean because they were useful in controlling rodents and other unwanted creatures on ships. Mm -hmm. Uh, The new research also shows that Persians, Siamese, and Calicos have had a long and successful relationship with people, even if these cats act like they don't care. So, yes, your assumption... Seems so, to be the same one the researchers are making about pest control. So they should be called plague fighters. Plague fighters? Yeah, because the plague came with the rats on the boats. You put the cats on the boats, get rid of the rats with the plague. <laughs> plague. Plague. The plague? The plague. The, plague, the black plague. <laughs> the black plague. <laughs> I've had That's all a band, but... right? Wasn't that Henry Rollins' band? Black yeah. plague? Black plague. Yeah. <laughs> black plague. Plague. <laughs> I'm like uh, I've had four hours of sleep in the last forty-eight hours. <laughs> Does that make your accent stronger? It makes my accent stronger. Me just saying more f- fucked up shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sleepy, rapey, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you got more science for us? Sure. Lay it on me. Yeah, let's do this one. Okay. okay. What kind of <laughs> what kind of science? What kind of science is this? Last November. Uh, just general. Okay. General sciencey stuff. Uh, scientists at the EPA, after extensive analysis and review of the scientific literature, determined that the pesticide, I'm not going to be able to say this right, <laughs> chlorpyrifos? Chlorpyrifos? Chlor- I haven't pi- heard of that one. Chlorpyrifos. It's one of those two. Hmm. Presented a serious health risk. So it's great that I start off an article that's about a word I don't even know what it is. <laughs> that's going to no doubt be throughout this whole thing. Uh, presented a, that, that particular pesticide presented a serious health risk, including long-term damage to children's brain development. Under vital and longstanding public health laws, this should have been enough to ban the use of chlorpyrifos. But in March... <laughs> Chlamydiaers. <laughs> chlamydia? Chlamydiaers per oh, okay. fire most. Yeah, chlamydia. That's what it is from now on. Fire crutch. <laughs> chlamydia fireballs. <laughs> but in March, the new EPA instructor, Scott Pruitt, ad- instructor? <laughs> administrator, Scott Pruitt, and I, it says administrator, it and I just yeah. read instructor. <laughs> uh, this is episode 147. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Pruitt, after meeting with the CEO of the company that manufactures this chemical, overruled his agency's own research by allowing uh, fire crotch chlam- chlamydia balls <laughs> yes. to stay on the market. 
It's a perfect example of this administration's attitude towards science and evidence, and how their efforts to sideline science will put people at risk. So much depends on a healthy relationship between the federal government and science. American industries have been built on the foundation of federal research, and America's public depends on science for their health and safety. From weather monitoring to reducing dangerous pollution, federal scientists uh, helped contain the risk of Ebola virus and save the bald eagle from extinction. And science-based public safeguards like the Clean Air Act have saved millions of lives, drawing on the best available information to make sure that our air and water, uh, our communities and workplaces, even the food and medicines we buy are safe and healthy. Despite all that, the Trump administration already has an emerging pattern of undermining science. In just a few months, the administration has delayed or canceled science-based uh, protections, dismissed or ignored scientific advice, altered scientific information on agency websites, and created a hostile environment for scientific staff. Appointees with little scientific background or serious conflicts of interest have been named to key roles at science-focused agencies. Yeah, the guy heading the fucking EPA. Yeah, including Scott Pruitt, who sued the EPA to block science-informed rules on mercury and ozone before being named to head of the agency. It's fucking unbelievable. And if the president's budget proposal, uh, including not only reduced uh, funding, but a reduced workforce were adopted, it would utterly gut the federal government's scientific resources and the agencies that implement and enforce science-based laws. We could lose a generation of expertise and deter young scientists from, sub from public service. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the administration's allies in Congress have pushed a package of bills that sharply constrain how the federal government can use science. These bills would cut science out of the decision-making process and make it much harder for federal agencies to act on scientific information to protect public health, safety, and the environment. But you should repeat, yeah. how do I feel about this particular bill? Is it good? I don't, it just, it just, does it feel right? I don't know. It's okay. just it's just about what how he can get his buddies more money. Yeah. Well, I can't pronounce the name of it, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, like fuck everything, fuck the environment, yep, fuck yeah. the small people, fuck everything about everything as long as rich people can get even more money. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. that's cuz the EPA is a federal agency. They're mm -hmm. not being paid by the company to do this research. Mm -hmm. They're doing this research to make sure the company is doing what they're supposed to fucking be doing. So if you get rid of them and just go with a uh, go privatize, go to the private sector where you got or public sector, what, I'm fuck my brain's melting. <laughs> uh, you go to for profit businesses that are independent of federal agencies to do their research on their chemicals for them. That company is going to be maybe somewhat obliged to give them good results sometimes. Like, hey, we want to keep this contract with these guys. We need the money. If we give them good results on these tests so we skew the test a little bit give them good results for what they need to keep going with this we'll get more work from them and we'll be able to stay afloat well that can happen sometimes but you can also just hire an independent well, firm saying, to do it then we say that's but, but that being an independent yeah. firm to do it if it's the federal government doing it it's like no we're not a for-profit business we're doing this test and if the test results come back good okay if they come back bad we, it doesn't bother us at all yeah but a independent company doing it that might be a smaller lab or something that might be relying on hey we really want to get a contract with a big company to do the tests for that they need to have done for them and we might skew the numbers on it so they can stay producing these products and we can keep doing their tests for them yeah yeah well and they're they're the, the administration is just getting all kinds of protections for the environment for food yeah. safety for everything 
Too many regulations because people just wrote those regulations with nothing better to do. Yeah. And I don't think there's enough regulations because there's an allowable amount of rat shit allowed in your food. That number should be zero. <laughs> well, then they just have to throw it all away. I mean, throw it all away. Throw it all away. I'm sorry. Get rid of all of it. Throw it all away. When I heard those numbers, I was like, wait. Yeah, there's like there's a- an actual allowable amount of rat shit in food. Uh, well, I don't think it's defined as rat shit. It's it's fucking it's rat gener- shit. It's usually like foreign stuff. Rat yeah. shit. I think that's how it's officially defined as it's, it's foreign, foreign stuff. stuff. Yeah, be- yeah. Beetle, being beetles and all being kinds of stuff. Rat shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a mixture of yeah, just contaminants and probably the dead guy's hand that got hair, stuck in the mill. Hair. Yeah. You know, band aids, scabs. Yeah. I think you should stop being such a pussy, Ryan. Oh, I still eat it. I still eat my cereal, but I eat my cereal. I'm like, how much rat shit is in this? <laughs> You'll never know. And it tastes just as good. Well, I, I find out when the people go over the allowable amount because then they get recalls. <laughs> Ryan's just sitting there with a box of Captain Crunch, oops, all dingleberries. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my Captain Crunch brown? It's usually kind of a yellowish orange color. <laughs> <laughs> These don't taste like chocolate. <laughs> this comes from Boing Boing. Boing well, That's boing. where I go for all of my scientific information. Indeed. Mm. Religious leaders tripping balls for science. <laughs> I heard about this. <laughs> Psychologists at Johns Hopkins University are currently giving two dozen religious leaders psilocybin, the psychedelic drug in magic mushrooms, to, you know, see what happens. Uh, actually, the <laughs> article. Hey, man, check this out. We're just gonna make some notes on how you react to this. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, next week it's acid. How much do you want me to take? I don't know. It's like there's a like, plate full of it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what? Well, I've seen some of these studies they do with the stuff. Uh-huh. They don't take the mushrooms. They have like an injection they give you. Oh yeah. Like they they well because they want to know. It. Yeah, they want to know the amount yeah, of yeah. the mm-hmm. drug and. How it interacts and stuff. Yeah, they put the people on a CAT scan. Yeah. Back to cats. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And they're always scanning your brain. (laughs) Uh, Despite most organized religions frowning on the use of illicit substances, uh, preferring the fantasy of their dusty old books, uh, Catholic, Orthodox, and Presbyterian priests, a Zen Buddhist, and several rabbis were recruited. The team has yet to persuade a Muslim imam or Hindu priest to take part. Uh, but just about all the other bases are covered. Uh, it's too early to talk about results, but generally people seem to be getting a deeper appreciation for their own religious heritage. Imagine that. Yeah, their own. Why would the, why uh, would any of these people be participating anyway in a science anything? Uh, right. Uh, the dead dogma comes alive for them in a meaningful way. They discover that they really believe this stuff they're talking about. So they didn't before? I don't know. <laughs> There's also a suggestion that after the psychedelic journey... The leader's notions of religion shifted away from the sectarian towards something more universal. They get a greater appreciation for other world religions, uh, other ways up the mountain, if you will, which kind of makes sense. You know, people that do a lot of psychedelics are all like, we're, it's all, we're all part of it. We're you all know? connected, it's like, man. We're the all whole one. thing is one thing. Yeah. It's like, we're no. all just, we have something there, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in these transcendental states of consciousness, people seem to get to levels of consciousness that seem universal, he added. Did he add that? I think that was exactly what we just barely read. <laughs> I don't know if he added anything. Uh, so a good rabbi can encounter the Buddha within him. 
So perhaps the way of decreasing tribalism among, among the religious is to send them all on a long trip. Hmm. There's those guys over in India. I don't I can't remember if they're they were Hindu or if there's what exact sect they were. But all they do is they sit around all day long and they make like weed milk. Weed milk? They take the uh uh the the marijuana buds and they they mash them down into this like little paste? Yeah, like a paste almost and they put it into this milk with a bunch of other seasonings and stuff and they just drink that shit all fucking day. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. And they're like the holy men in the community. The only people are allowed to do it there are the holy yeah, men. There's besides, like four of those shaman guys. Yeah. Besides one time a year where everyone else in the community is allowed to take part in that a festival with it. And I saw a show where a guy went over there to do it with them. He's like, it's like I smoked weed before, but this is <laughs> this is Ooh, next level shit. He's talking to monkeys and shit. It's like I've never been this gone before. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, the guys were a little crazy. I mean, they're they were high twenty four seven on some really really strong stuff. Hello, my name is Gleb Tsipurski. I am the president of Intentional Insights at intentionalinsights.org. I'm a professor at Ohio State University studying decision-making in politics and business. And I'm also the leader of the Pro-Truth Pledge Project at protruthpledge.org, designed to fight the tide of lies in our politics and promote the truth. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. The menu, this is real. We're going to have the pasta. We're going to have the, the nut sauce. You know, we're going to have plenty of blood, plenty of semen for you, and other delicious things on the menu. And we're going to have vats of blood, and we're going to have succulent hot dogs. We know you love succulent hot dogs. The next rant will start right after this. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. <laughs> Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best-word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Breaking news, breaking news. Oh, I can't believe you picked up on what he was doing. There. I pick up on everything. I was like, did he get his own marijuana milk over there or something? We, we just noticed a headline for breaking news today. today. It'll be a week old by the time most of you hear this, but uh, apparently... Ken Ham is trying some some more heinous fuckery as far as having to pay things for the Ark. Yeah, in order to avoid being an honest person. Yeah, to avoid taxes and to fuck over the people of Williamstown after fucking them over last year. He's just he's just it's a continual fucking a, from this guy. Like you're like you're Ken Ham gesturing all there. In. Like if you Ken Ham is a giant fist pounding. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he's like Did he put windows on the ark? It's like some tantric fucking I don't think so. <gasps> he's got a rape arc.
<laughs> that's why he keeps them all in yep. cages. That's what he, and he's so been, they can't and he's, run. He's been raping that town for years. <laughs> and he said the dinosaurs are quite docile. <laughs> uh, the headline comes to us from Hemant Meta. Velociraptors. <laughs> <laughs> Creationists have sold Ark Encounter to themselves for $10 to avoid taxes. <sighs> Fucking pieces of shit. God, that just elicited a David Smalley sigh from me. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Hemant says, I've, I've posted about how Williamstown, Kentucky officials are instituting a safety fee for ticket-taking attractions in the city. If implemented, the city would charge Ark Encounter 50 cents per ticket to go toward things like fire trucks, police cars, all the things that make the city a safer place for residents and tourists. Using the estimate of 1.4 million visitors a year, this would amount to approximately $700,000 that Ark Encounter would owe the city annually. And that but would, it's not like they would just, I mean, that's not just coming out of their own pockets, no. right? They would just increase the cost of tickets. 50 cents. 50 cents per ticket to exactly. go toward doing this. No big deal. Unless. Uh, yeah, well, unless what? Unless you, the, you, you don't have that many people coming, coming in. your yeah. thing. And $700,000, like that's two fire trucks. Yeah, it's not a whole lot of money. No. No. The creationists at Ark Encounter, however, say they should be exempt from that charge because they ran because they run a nonprofit ministry. You wouldn't force a church to pay taxes now, would you? Would you? Mm-hmm. I would tell him, you're running this as a theme park? You got a giant thing made of fucking wood? If that catches fire, guess what's not showing up? Yeah. Well, the problem is that up until now, Ark Encounter has legally been a for-profit business in order to receive a number of tax incentives from the city and state. That's why officials in Williamstown figured they could ask Ark Encounter to pay up. It's not a church. It's a money-making tourist attraction. Sure. They recently went ahead with their plans to make Ark Encounter pay the fee. City leaders are now bracing for a lawsuit from the very organization that was supposed to save the local economy. (sighs) What a fucking, you know, and this, that whole line, you wouldn't force a church to pay taxes now, would you? That's the whole problem with giving them this bullshit privilege in the first place, because now they're taking more and more and more, and they're now referring to this already illegal and unconstitutional privilege as a way to say, no, we don't have to pay this because this is the precedent that you guys set for you. And he's, you know, this is a guy who's not even from America. Here's the thing. Who's using this against against Mm -hmm. people of that city. Mm -hmm. If that's a church... They shouldn't be allowed to charge the fucking, like, what was it, like, $60 to get into the fucking place? Why not? Because uh, that's for profit. I mean, when, when have you ever, ever entered a church and saying, well, it's the door charges yeah. 60 bucks to get it's in? It's Sunday, got my money, bitches. Yeah, tithing. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, not all religions do tithing where they require 10%. Sure. And when they pass the hat around, that's not a requirement you put anything into it. Yeah, but- Entering this guy's Ark Encounter- it is a requirement that you pay $60 to enter the fucking thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a twist on the old, but I don't I wouldn't say it's unprecedented for churches to charge their adherents. But have we ever heard of them actually holding sermons there? Well, it's clear it's clear that Ken Ham is trying to have his cake and eat it too. He yeah. wants the best mm-hmm. of both worlds in, on this and he and he's going to bend over backwards to switch it back and forth to whichever one's going to benefit him at the time. But I mean, he's trying to, he now he's trying to market this as a church, as a religious organization. When it's that's not what it was marketed as originally. 
So I guess my thing right, is because he got the tax breaks he, in the first place he, by saying it was not a church. Yes. Well, it's still it's still not a church, no matter what. It's still an exhibit. I know, but but now he's saying you wouldn't ask a church to pay taxes, but before he said it's not a church, so give us the tax money. Well, yeah, but that's why that's why I'm saying he's saying mm-hmm. you wouldn't ask a church to give you tax or pay taxes, like he's saying we're a church. Yes, but it's not right. And I don't think he's ever advertised it as a church unless he starts doing that now. He has often. Well, he keeps flip flopping. That's the whole. Well, that's he, the big. That's the big problem. He ha- but he has that. He has that employee sign up sheet or whatever where he you does, have to be, and that's, which a is Christian. unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Right. So he he's he's playing both sides of it, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Can we send Ken Ham a whole bunch of those bags of dicks? <laughs> All the bags of dicks we have laying around in the studio. What do you? Which ones? No, the guy. You the guy that does makes the the bags of dicks that he uh, uh, for candy. Who's Candy? Like, and why does she need so many dicks? Well, she's Candy. <laughs> she's got her own living. I want Candy. No, I think it's like the same guys that do the the glitter bombs in the in the in the in the mail, uh-huh. where you open it up and it blasts it with glitter. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy makes where you can go on there and you can send a bag of dicks to anyone you want anonymously, and he makes a bag of gummy bear dicks to send to anyone you want anonymously. Hmm. Hmm. Just send. Get get people to send can send the Ark Encounter a bunch of bags of dicks. I think remember when those guys were doing that holdout in uh, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. People were sending them bags of dicks. Oh, I remember that. And dildos. Yeah. Well, yeah, the out here. Yeah, yeah. Wildlife. The fucking what's what are those guys' names? Bundies. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bundies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. The fucking Bundies. Not the Ted kind. Not the Al kind. Nope. Al's a good kind. <laughs> I thought Ted was the good kind. No, Ted's the one that killed you. Depends on who oh. you're. If you're asking Ryan, Ted's an okay guy. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's he's my people. He, he did. He was kind <laughs> of rapey. He probably had a porn stash. He didn't. <laughs> he did at one point, and he had a Volkswagen Bug. Did with no windows? I think it had windows. Mm. Ted, Ted didn't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Ark Encounter just took the boldest step yet to avoid paying the 50-cent surcharge. According to the Lexington Herald leader's Linda Blackford, the team behind Ark Encounter recently sold the land on which the giant boat rests for a whopping... You ready for this? Well, we already said it. $10, did we? Yeah. Did we? Yeah. Oh. It's at the beginning of the article. Yeah, it's in the, it's in the title of the... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe people had forgotten, Ryan. Okay. I know we, we, we I, did, I I did. We did go down a small <laughs> rabbit hole there. <laughs> Ark Encounter LLC sold its main parcel of land, the one with the life-size Noah's Ark, for $10 to their nonprofit affiliate, Crosswater Canyon. Although the property is worth $48 million, according to the Grant County Property Valuation Administrator, the deed says its value is only eighteen point five million. See, I wonder if that's the play right there. So then you sell it for ten dollars? No. If the if they have it on if they sell it for eighteen point five million, if they're trying to drive down the value of the property. Uh-huh. So if the value of the property is less, and they do have to are forced to pay taxes, they don't have to pay as much if it's worth forty eight million. Mm, maybe. That's the latest salvo in an escalating argument between local officials and Ark Encounter, but some are worried Ark Encounter's maneuver is a precursor to declaring itself exempt from all taxes, including property taxes, that help fund Grant County schools. Oh, I guarantee, I guarantee yep. it's going to happen, but what, what happens when they do that? 
I mean, I wonder if there's if there's a provision in when they got that tax break. I wonder if there's any provision there. Well, hey, if you know, if you go belly up, you owe us the money. Oh, I, no, there's no way in hell that they thought that far ahead. There's no way in hell because the people in the the city administrators, the all of the local politicians who are in charge of making sure this type of fuckery doesn't happen, oh, yeah. allowed it to happen because, because like, he's on the same fucking team as yeah. they are. He worships the same fucking invisible bully in the sky, and so they let him get away with fucking murder until he starts fucking them over. And I hope they learn a valuable lesson from this, but I doubt they will. No. So this will be well, the second time that a whole community will drown while watching an arc of those dimensions. <laughs> well, actually, technically, it might be the first. It'll be the first, but yeah. yeah it'll, <laughs> Of legend, anyway. <laughs> Just to summarize here, Ark Encounter used its for-profit status to receive all sorts of tax breaks. And the creationists told Williamstown officials that they ran a non-profit ministry to avoid paying more taxes. And now they're basically confessing that they were a for-profit business this whole time because they just sold the boat to a non-profit entity that oversees it. Mm-hmm. This is, this, yeah, I hope that the town of William, I hope Williamstown sues the fuck out of Ken Ham and his his creationist ministries bullshit. The funny thing about this all is like Ken Ham and his fucking cronies are the same goddamn types of fucking idiots that want to put the Ten Commandments up all over this place and they don't even fucking follow them. <laughs> God, it's right there. I think it's the sixth one, isn't it? Or is that kill? I don't know. But don't do that either. <laughs> Well, and if that's all confusing, well, welcome to how creationists think. <laughs> Let's suppose for a moment that all of this is legal. At best, it suggests that Ark Encounter is incredibly unethical. It certainly does. Incredibly unethical. Yeah. Williamstown gave the creationists cheap land and tax breaks galore over the next few decades with the hope that Ark Encounter would eventually create lots of jobs and bring in tourists who would spend money at surrounding businesses. Ken Ham is paying them back by restricting jobs to his anti-gay creationist buddies, threatening to sue the city over, over the safety fee, and finding a way to possibly withhold taxes that would fund local schools. How Christian. Mayor Rick Skinner said losing all of Ark Encounter's property taxes would hurt the city, county, and most of all schools. Quote, it will be a huge hit to the schools, end quote, he said. Okay, Skinner. I hope this Skinner. is <laughs> I hope this is a massive lesson for you. Right? Don't fucking loan out your school funds for bullshit creationist dumbasses that are only going to fuck you over in the end. And I hope that other communities learn from this too and no creationist can ever build anything they want anywhere in this fucking country again. Ever 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 ever. Skinner said he is disappointed in how much the town's relationship with ARC officials has deteriorated, but said he would wait to comment further until Tuesday's meeting. He's disappointed that their relationship has deteriorated. He's not saying, no, Ken Ham is a shitbag. Well, Ken Ham is a shitbag who took advantage of our good godly Christian nature. I'm not sure we can trust Australians anymore. <laughs> Here's a statement that will <laughs> surprise nobody. Ken Ham doesn't care about public schools. Yep, yep. When you're playing the game of Christian indoctrination, education is the enemy. You think Ken Han gives a damn about public schools not getting money from his business? Not a chance. He'll consider that a victory. Exactly. Yeah. Once again, creationists are screwing over the city that bent over backward to give them a home. Mm -hmm. 
Critics have been saying that for years. Unfortunately, it looks like local officials are finally realizing it's are finally realizing it when it's too late. I'm not so sure it's really sunk in with them yet. It doesn't sound like it's sunk in with Mayor Skinner. (laughs) Not saying I want to see it happen, but it'd be badass if some people went back in those woods with some bow and arrows with flames on the end of it and just started shooting arrows at that arc. No, that's the wrong kind of Bundy. Uh, I'm thinking Ted Kaczynski. Oh, the diff- another good different Ted. Ted. Different Ted. What? <laughs> We're just <laughs> listing off serial killers with Ted for their name. <laughs> well, after you after you suggested arson was a good plan. No, I was thinking more like a Viking funeral. Hmm. Right. So they shoot their flaming arrows at the boats. Mm-hmm. With with all par with all parties willing though. If well, you if you do it with a uh, one party that isn't, then it's arson. Nobody would be on it. <laughs> it's arson. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> I think so. I mean, let's look. Let, let's dive. We could dive into law all we want. I mean, we could even get into bird law. <laughs> then it's bird arson. Law? Bird law. <laughs> you don't watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia, do you? I thought uh, you were talking about Harvey Birdman. No. Oh. In Always Sunny, they. Uh, Charlie decides to become a lawyer, and his argument is bird law. Bird law? Bird law. It makes no fucking sense. There is no bird law. Yeah. Okay. But he argues bird law. Okay. Like, he makes up his own kind of laws, and he calls them bird law. And that's who's representing Ken Ham? Oh, no, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's who we got to see if this is good to go or not. Charlie's a very smart guy. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Charlie Manson? Uh, uh, Charlie Day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which oh. Charles Manson's getting out on parole? No. What? Yep. What? No. I don't think he's going to be let out on parole. Is he? I've I've seen it several times posted on legit sites saying Charles Manson to be released on parole. I don't think so. Maybe, but I, I don't I really think doubt it. That'll happen. We're, he's in Folsom, isn't he? In California. Well, this says Charles Manson being granted parole due to prison overcrowding. Okay, Charles Manson is the exact person you don't release because of overcrowding. Let the marijuana charges go. Keep Manson There's in also there. There's a Snopes thing here. I didn't Snopes it. I should have. Let's look at the Snopes. False. Yeah. Reports that the notorious criminals being let out of prison are fake news, Ryan. <laughs> hey, I've slept four hours in the last 48 and I saw all this shit this morning. <laughs> This was updated just two days ago, in fact. You know what it might be, though, why they're saying all this right now? In July 2017, the fake news site BreakingNews365.net I didn't see it on there. ran a false story with the identical premise, Charles Manson to be released from parole to Johnson County, Texas. This is one holding that Manson would soon be released from prison and located to a small country home in Joshua, Texas. In fact, Charles Manson is still in prison. Having been denied parole 12 times, his next parole hearing is scheduled for 2027 when he will be 92 years old. He'll make it. Yeah, but he won't be released. No, they're making they're making a, a biopic movie on him right now. Oh, they're getting a biopic? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't a biopic? Biopic. That's yeah. <laughs> it's where you get mechanical parts put in. You. I was going to say, it sounds very <laughs> futuristic. A biopic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't pronounce right. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad to hear that in fact Charles Manson will not be All released right. from prison. Not that I was particularly worried about it, but I'm not afraid of the guy. I mean, he's <laughs> old now. He didn't actually kill anyone. Just because he was on an acid fueled 
He's a very inspirational he guy. Is. But they were also really, really high on acid as well, <laughs> which probably made them very impressionable. Uh-huh. I I hold the opinion that Charles Manson's a very dangerous person and should remain yes. in prison, even though he didn't actually kill anybody. Yes. He, he's an extreme danger, I would think. That's, that's why he's in prison, yes. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not more dangerous than a hobo on the corner. <laughs> all right. Yeah. They're all delusional. Uh-huh. Sure, and so are all the preachers. Yeah, I was going to say that would go for just about any clergy person or I regular believer as well. Every yeah. human, really. Yeah. We're, we're all deluded about stuff, but hmm. especially ourselves. That's the, probably the biggest thing. Hi, this is Megan Kennedy. I'm a speaker with the Satanic Temple. You can find me on Twitter at Six Moments, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Dad, today at school, my teacher said we evolved from other animals. That's not true, is it? Of course not, Stephen. We were created by monkey God in his monkey image. But how do we know for sure God's a monkey? Well, do you think God throws his own poop and enjoys jumping up and down in place? Yeah. And do you think when he's eating bananas, he periodically stops chewing and looks around with an angry expression to make sure no one's plotting to steal them? Yeah. And do you think his ass is slightly less hairy than the rest of his body? Yeah. Then there's your answer, champ. Okay, but how do we know God really loves us? Because his son died for our sins. Monkey Jesus could have ripped off the Romans' arms and masturbated all over their bodies, but he chose love instead. And I think that makes him pretty darn special. Cool. Thanks, Dad. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, I guess we'll do some Trump stuff. More shiitake and not like the mushrooms. (sighs) We haven't talked about him for couple episodes, really. No. Well, I had a little bit about him in this anti-science administration. Just oh, to, yeah. yeah. But Yeah, but nothing really focusing on no. the shit show of his administration. No, nothing specific. But there's been, of course, I mean, the, every, every fucking day there's something. Every week oh, yeah. there's- Every hour. Yeah. I mean, they since, since the beginning of allegations of any Russian involvement, the Trump administration and everybody involved to say, oh, no, there was no, we never even met with any Russians. There were no meetings with Russians. Nobody I know met with Russians. Nobody in my administration did it. None of their surrogates. Nobody. That's all fake news. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And we find out that, yes, there were several meetings. Yeah. With With Jeff Sessions, with Michael Flynn. Kushner. With Paul Manafort. Now we hear about Jared Kushner. And then we have Jared Kushner going back and amending his uh, papers putting on an extra 100 people that he had met with. Like, oh, now you remember these meetings oh, when you got wow. caught. It slipped my memory. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like, by the way, I forgot this one meeting and 99 others. Well, and then it was, then it was, and even this story, it was, well, we met with, we met with somebody from Russia, but yeah. she wasn't a Russian operative. Like, ye- and we met with her to talk about adoption. No. And then it was, Okay, well, yeah, she may have close ties to the Kremlin, but it was about adoption. And then it was, okay, well, we met with someone, but she doesn't have really close ties to Russia, but it was because we might get some dirt on Hillary Clinton. And now, I mean, I don't, who the fuck knows what the story is today? They keep changing their story based on what other new little bits of evidence yeah. come out. They're really meeting to get one of those dolls that has a doll inside of a doll inside of a doll inside of a doll. A Russian nesting doll? Th- those things. Uh-huh. Because they're from Russia. Mm-hmm. Hence the name Russian. 
A uh, doll inside of a doll. Hence the name, Dan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hence the hen- Let me teach you something, Dan, about yeah. the thing I didn't even know what it was called. <laughs> hey, I know all about the Inception dolls. <laughs> um. So we we just went over to whatthefuckjusthappentoday.com. Check it out. The site that we have used previously. For today's date, July 17, it says, number one. The Trump election, the Trump re-election campaign paid $50,000 to Trump Jr.'s attorney two weeks before the release of his emails. Hmm. Before the release of his emails. Like they knew something was going to happen? Alan Futter, Futterfass started representing Trump Jr. on July 10th, but was paid at least $50,000 on June 27th, which seems a little odd if he's yeah. not representing him. Does. Futterfoss's experience is in <laughs> white, cro- white collar criminal defense, huh. not political or election law. In total, Trump disclosed $677,826 in payments, described as, quote, legal consulting. Between <laughs> April and June? Uh-huh. Holy fuck, that's a lot of money for legal consulting. Uh-huh, yeah. Wow. Almost quarter million dollars per month. To, to somebody who represents people for white-collar white crime. Criminal. Yeah. Number two, Trump's lawyer blamed the Secret Service for vetting and allowing Trump Jr.'s meeting with the Russian lawyer. I heard this yesterday. Jay Sekulow, so he said it, I, I want to say he appeared on uh, George Stephanopoulos' show, on Meet the Press, on Fox News Sunday, and I, th- I think he was on all four of the shows that I watch on Sundays. Uh, on, what's the other one? Uh, with John Schmergenberger. Oliver? No. Uh, fuck, I can't think of the name of the show. Anyway, I'm pretty sure Jay Sekulow was on all four of those shows. Spewing this. And the one who actually held his feet to the fire the most and was most argumentative with him was Chris Wallace. Wow. I think Chris Wallace does not like Jay Sekulow. Turning a bit of a corner on this whole thing? Well, no, I think it's just that Jay Sekulow's a fucking dirtbag and and his first appearance on with Chris Wallace is when they started arguing back and forth about, you know, Jay Sekulow said, Well, Trump's being investigated for this and that and and then Chris Wallace asked him another question, and Jay Sekulow said, he's not even being investigated. We've received no notification that he's being investigated. We have no information about this. And Chris Wallace is like, wait, you just said that he's being investigated. No, I never said that. No, you did. You just fucking said that. So they had that whole back and forth. But on uh, yesterday on the news, uh, they were arguing about, I mean, just every little thing that they could. And it was kind of funny because I noticed that Jay Sekulow's tie to me, looked like a pink tie, and I thought, that's an interesting choice for a conservative fellow. And then Chris Wallace played clips from the last time he was on the show, and he was wearing the same tie in in the previous (laughs) clips, and I thought, oh, that's kind of funny. But anyway, so Jay Sekulow, on all four of those news programs that I watch, is trying to promote the narrative that, now let's remember, Chris, and Chuck, and everybody else that I'm talking to, that the whole reason this got started was because an FBI director took personal notes on his government computer, put them in his government car, in his government desk, and then released these illegally to a friend with the hopes that it would end up in the New York Times and that a special prosecutor would be assigned. 
And he's trying to promote the narrative now that this whole Russian thing, all yes. of it, all of it was, was started with James Comey. No. And I'm like, no, James Comey did the, he made these notes because of all of this other shit that was going on in the background. He was, he didn't start this no. shit. This he didn't start the fire. This shit started <laughs> fucking in 2016. Yeah. It was always burning. Yeah. We didn't start the fire. But on all four of the shows, he tried to promote that narrative, that it all started with James Comey, and that what James Comey did was illegal. Well, I guess if they can- In leaking secret, super special communications with the president. If they can try to tie it back to one single point, to one single person, then discredit that person, it tries to make them feel more valid. But we know that's bullshit. It is bullshit. But anyway, so it says Trump's lawyer blamed the Secret Service for vetting and allowing Trump Jr.'s meeting with the Russian lawyer. And that was the other thing that he tried to promote is that, well, you know, if these people were really, if they really had close ties with Russia, then why did the Secret Service allow them to meet with Jared Kushner? And I'm like, you don't understand what the Secret Service does for a fucking living, jackass. They don't vet everybody who's going to meet with the president. No. That's not their fucking job. There's a little bit of that. That's part of their job. I mean, it's a little bit of it, but, but they but they don't vet everybody that his son is going to fucking meet with. Yeah. So he says it says that the Secret Service pushed back, saying that Trump Jr. was not a protectee of the USSS. Yeah. United States Secret, Secret Service, Service in June 2016. Thus, we would not have screened anyone he was meeting with at that time because he wasn't running for fucking office. He's a little fucking snot bagged millionaire son. On ABC's This Week, Jay Sekulow said, Well, I wonder why the Secret Service, if this was nefarious, why the Secret Service allowed these people in. The president had Secret Service protection at that point, and that raised a question with me. Because fucking Junior's not the fucking president. Jay Sekulow is a terrible attorney. Uh, He's really bad. And he was getting so mad in his interview with Chris <laughs> with Chris Wallace. If you, everybody listening and you guys should check it out. It was, it was kind of fun watching just like. Just a squirm. He was, he was a cunt hair away from just jumping up and screaming at Chris Wallace. You could tell he was super pissed off. Uh, number three, Sean Spicer contradicted, contradicted both Trump and Trump Jr. on the Russian lawyer meeting. Spicy said that there was nothing as far as we know that would lead anyone to believe that the meeting was about anything other than an international adoption policy. The statement contradicts the contents of Trump Jr.'s email setting up the meeting, and earlier in the day, Trump tweeted that most politicians would have gone to a meeting like the one Don Jr. attended in order to get info on an opponent. That's politics. He doesn't know what politics means. (laughs) He doesn't know what many things mean. (laughs) Number four. Mitch McConnell delayed the Senate vote on the health care bill until John McCain returns from surgery, where he had to remove a blood clot above his left eye. Neurosurgeons said McCain's recovery could take a week or two. Rand Paul said the delay would strengthen critics' positions by giving them more time to mobilize against the bill. What does that tell you about the bill, though? No, what it actually means is they'll have time to read the fucking bill and find out what's in it. Yeah, what does that tell you if you don't have any faith? If, if, unless you can jam it through right this second it won't pass what does that tell you paul rand paul a quote from rand paul says the longer the bill is out there the more conservative republicans are going to discover it's not repeal he said (laughs) what a fucking dumbass (laughs) so he's telling them the secret (laughs) yeah rand paul 
it, it's interesting because there are two, well, I guess three different camps or several different camps within the Republican Party. But as far as Republicans who are saying that they will not vote for this shit bill, there are basically, they, fo- they basically fall into, t- into two camps. One camp who says that this bill is too damaging and will harm mm-hmm. too many people by stripping protections of having health insurance. And the other camp who says, well, it doesn't go far enough. Yeah. I'm not we making money. We need to fuck money. over more people. We need to take this. Yeah. We can't be providing this type of service for people. If you can't afford shit, well, then sorry. That's the, that's the hand you were dealt in life. And maybe you should just die and shut up. And I'm, and I'm guessing and are, our very own Mike Lee of Utah is of the second category. Yes, he is. As is Rand Paul. Yeah. What were you going to say, Matt? I was going to say that those are the those those group on the extreme that think that the bill doesn't go far enough are the same people who don't accept uh, uh, survival of the fittest. Yeah, but yeah, they the... go- but they want to govern in that way. Hmm. But they don't accept it in nature, right? Um, McCain's surgery will delay Senate votes on health care bill. McConnell said the Senate would defer consideration of the bill scheduled for this week because John McCain would be absent recovering from surgery that he had to remove a blood clot above his left eye. Now, here's my question. Have they ever delayed any other bill for one single senator? I'm sure they have, if they needed the vote. Well, that's, it's going to be that tight. Right. And the, the really now, shitty- if, if it was a Democrat, would they do the same thing? Uh, no, of course not, because yeah. they know, I mean, they, they figure McCain is going to vote with the Republicans. Yeah. I would love to which, see McCain come back, be a swing vote for against. That, puts, <laughs> that does put a lot of pressure on him. But. Well, well, and just the, the hypocrisy and, and maybe even irony of the whole thing where John McCain is lucky enough to have great medical oh, yeah. insurance because he's a sitting U.S. Senator. And, and so he can have. An emergency health scare and immediately yep, get in. Taking care of, flown home, taken care yeah. of, getting the best attention. Immediately get in, get it taken care of. And they're putting off voting on a bill that would remove protections from millions of people who don't have that or may have a small bit of that now. And they're holding it off while this man has emergency surgery mm-hmm. to fuck over people later. Yeah. Yep. He's, they're sitting there waiting for him to get done what he can so that he can come vote to take away what he just had. I mean, mm-hmm. I would tell everybody to write John McCain letters up pointing that fact out, but since he can't see right now, he can't read them. <laughs> I just, it, I don't know. The, there's something really maddening and depressing and, I mean, infuriating and I, I have a, I have a whole These, raft of emotions well, about this that. He is taking advantage of something that so many other people don't have. Yeah, and would that, love to have. And that millions of other people may have right now, but are at risk of losing because of him. Yeah. You, you gave it as, as an or kind of thing. I think it is both hypocrisy and irony. Yeah. Hip irony or something. What, what, what's it called when you, uh, when you got to make a decision on something, but you don't know your own outcome of it? Life? Uh, no. There's an actual <laughs> name for it. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. What are you a talking about? What do you mean? Veil of ignorance? That might be it. Where, where, where if, if they're going to vote on a law, mm. they shouldn't be like, well, we're exempt from all this. You should be voting on the law going, okay, this is exactly what it says with not knowing how it's going to affect you. Oh personally. yeah. 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 That's like they, like the idea that anyone could be a slave and you don't know if it'll be yeah, you or be, you're not. Then. So yeah. So, so yeah, then you so, vote yeah, against you're it. Of, yeah. Yeah. You're talking ignorance. about a veil of ignorance. Yeah. 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 So like this healthcare bills, I like, should be like, Hey, uh, according to them, like anybody can be affected by this. 
but they know they're not affected by it. But I mean, they should be voting on this as if it is affecting their own personal right, life. Right, because they know that they're going to leave in all the stuff that gives them the best but, benefits, yes. but they want to cut it for everyone else everyone so that else. they don't, you know, they yeah. don't have to pay for other people's stuff. They just want to get the, they want to have other people pay for their stuff, but they hate socialism. <laughs> uh, number five, the CBO will not release its updated score for the Senate health care plan today as planned. And I was waiting for this today, actually. The Senate Budget Committee did not provide an explanation or when the or when the analysis was expected, saying it will provide further information and updates as appropriate. Yeah, because the bill's so fucked up they can't figure out how it works. Well, and they keep <laughs> they keep sneaking in tiny little yeah. amendments here yeah. and there that then they have to go back and rework a bunch of numbers. So uh, number six, insurers called the Senate health care bill simply unworkable in any form and warned that it would cause major hardship for middle class people with serious medical problems. And of course, poor people are just fucked. Yeah, yeah, no matter what. America's health insurance plans and the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association said millions of more individuals will become uninsured. Yep. Number seven, the office of Republican senator who's voiced concerns about GOP health care bill was burglarized. <gasps> A note was found at Dean Heller's office that reportedly read, quote, vote no on the health care bill or I will lose my health care and die and you will too. Whoa, that's gone a little too far. End quote. <laughs> Heller has not said whether or not he will support the revised version of the bill. His seat is a top target for Democrats in 2018. I wonder if Heller just left that note in his office by himself and vandalized. He goes, look, I'm being attacked. It's possible, but I doubt it. I, I mean, he's, he's come under a lot of fire for his stance. Uh, number eight, Homeland Security will turn over Mar-a-Lago visitor logs. Good. Citizens for Responsible Ethics in Washington filed suit with the National Security Archive and the Knight First Amendment Institute at Columbia University for the logs of visitors from Mar-a-Lago, the White House, and Trump Tower. DHS will release the logs by September 8th. Good. Number nine. Trump tweets that his low poll numbers are not bad at this time. Yeah, well... His uh, 36% approval rating means he has his base, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's his number's like 50%, even in states that that helped elect him, mm. or even in counties that Yeah, that even, were, in, even in counties where he won, it's, it's his, about 50% right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I think, I, I, I watched earlier today that it was 49% in several of those counties. Mm. Um. Americans prefer Obamacare to the Republican replacement by a two-to-one margin, 50 to 24%. Hmm. More specifically, 77% of Democrats prefer Obamacare, while 59% of Republicans favor their party's solution. So represent the people. Poll, 61% of Americans say the nation is headed down the wrong path. Only, and only 61. That's discouraging. <laughs> and 55% now view Trump unfavorably. Ugh. Both are up 12 points since December. Poll, troll, tr- trolls. <laughs> trolls' job approval rating in countries that fueled his election victory stands at 50%, while 46% disapproved. Donald Troll. <laughs> Poll, 36% of all Americans approve of Donald Trump's job performance, down six points from his 100-day mark, itself a low. The previous president closest to this level at or near six months was Gerald Ford at 39% in February of 1975, so Donald Trump 
is trailing Gerald Ford by 3%. Yeah. I wonder if that 36% has anything to do with the viewership of Fox News. Could be. Like if we take that, we just look at the viewership percentages of different networks. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> It'd be funny if it lined up. Yeah. Definitely possible. And Breitbart. My name is Dr. Karen Garst. I am the author of Women Beyond Belief, Discovering Life Without Religion. I also have a blog at www.faithlessfeminist.com. You can find me on Facebook at Faithless Feminist and Twitter. I'm at Karen underscore Garst. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Well. What about me, Mr. Wizard? Can you get me back to Kansas? No, that's going to be a tall order, but what I can do is make Oz more like Kansas. I've abolished all scientific research of any kind, instituted mandatory Bible study and church service attendance seven days a week, forbidden the teaching of evolution in public schools, and here's a baseball bat for you to beat this gay guy. Hi there! Well, go on, get to it. I'm not going to beat myself. Or maybe I am. Ooh, welcome to Oz, bitch! If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! I do get, I do get a funny work story, maybe, possibly. Oh, yeah? I, I, I kind of got yelled at this morning about What's it. the maybe possibly? That it's maybe possibly funny, or it's maybe possibly a work story? Well, it's a work story, Oh, and s- some might find it funny. I okay. found it funny. Well, let's hear it. I'm okay. All, I'm all ears now. So one of the guys I work with is a very big Fox News proponent and is a very uh, homophobic guy. So he's an asshole. He's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, but he's a nice asshole. But he's an asshole. <laughs> he, he's, he's he's the nicest bigot you'd ever meet. He, really. Uh, he's one of those guys that's, that's more of a Facebook bigot uh, because he'll go on Facebook and anytime he sees a, any article that has anything to do with homosexuals, he'll say die faggot right on That's there. worse. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm, I'm not kidding you. That's worse. Uh, he's a nice guy. Yeah, what the hell? He doesn't. He won't do it in person. Like he Because he's do a it. fucking coward. Yeah, th- th- there we go. He's a coward. Uh, Motherfucker. So, say that shit to my face. Uh, a few weeks ago, one of the guys put a bar of soap in his locker that said gay on it. We're trying to make no. We're trying to. We're just the horror. To, and he he didn't respond to it at all. The so um, then I photoshopped mm-hmm. him into a photo and we put it on his locker. You photoshopped him. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's a little chubbier, <laughs> and we're sitting at work, and I'm like, we're like, let's that's let's, fucking let's, awesome. Let's photoshop him into a photo from like Gay Pride somewhere. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, all these gay men are fucking like they're all cut. They're all like really good gotta, looking you gotta dudes. Get a bear picture. So then I'm like, wait, bears. Yes. So I typed in gay pride bears and I found a photo <laughs> that said bear pride where a guy is basically wearing like an S&M type thing, like leather. was wearing a leather master thong. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then it's got a part next to it with a bear and it says bear pride. So I photoshopped him into it. Like, <laughs> did a, I think I did a pretty good job on that Photoshop. That is really good, actually. Yes. And uh, you can barely even see the neckline in that one. And we put it on his locker. Uh-huh. And he came in and he sent me a text. I'm like, oh, that's some funny shit. <laughs> and he dealt with it really well. And he th- it was all good. And then he put the photo of himself on my bedroom door. I'm like, okay, this is weird. 
So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go put it somewhere else in the station. So I put it inside the bathroom stall. So when you close the stall door, you'd see him. <laughs> <laughs> then, For a good time. Then we're getting ready to go home this morning, and uh, one of the chiefs calls us all. Everybody's like, everyone that's going off duty and on duty, come in the kitchen real quick. So we all kind of go in there. He's like, all right. I know we like to play jokes around here. I know we like to have some fun sometimes, <laughs> but I'm not gonna ask who did it. I'm not gonna ask any questions, but please don't go posting any like illicit looking photos or anything like that around the station. <laughs> EEO is coming down on our ass really hard right now. And if anybody sees anything like that, we're all in trouble. So please stop. And I'm just like, mm, was it? it will, yeah, it was me. You know what really sucks about that is that. This guy's a giant fucking dickhole. Yeah. And you could have possibly gotten in trouble because this guy's a dickhole. Right? Like yeah. well, you could have gotten in trouble for making and, and putting that picture somewhere. Well, see, so I teasing just, this guy for being a gigantic dickhole. My big thing was I only photoshopped the photo. Someone else I went to oh, Walmart okay. and printed it out and <laughs> put it on the guy's locker to start with. <laughs> I just continued the movement of but the still. photo. But still, you guys could have gotten in trouble. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. him. Yeah. Not him for being an asshole, but you guys could have gotten in trouble. Well, for, the thing is- calling him out, yeah. I knew he wouldn't file an EEO complaint on it. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, we're safe here. Hmm. But I guess he was worried about someone else seeing it. Right. And filing an EEO complaint because they're disturbed. They saw one of our firefighters in a thong. <laughs> that picture is pretty awesome. <laughs> like that. Um, we have been getting several reviews from our wonderful listeners. Indeed. I wanted to share them with you guys. You, I know you may not have seen them yet, but so we've had, uh, I want to say only like two or three people actually send us a screenshot. Yes, of their of their review and mail and send it into us. But we've had many, many more actual reviews out there. That there are a couple of them. I could probably guess maybe who they are. Well, and and one in particular, I I can tell immediately who I know. it is because they signed it. But I I still may not necessarily have a way of contacting you. So if you have submitted a five star review for us. Please go out and get a screenshot of that and send us an email with that screenshot so that we know who you are and how to contact you for the drawing that we are doing for fabulous prizes. Or would you even allow it to go to them to send us a Facebook message? Sure. Yeah, That's whatever. easier for them to do. Yeah. So at least we know who you are so that way we can get a, get a hold of you. Yeah. The easiest thing for us in order to track this is if you get that screenshot. Send it to us at godlessrevolution at gmail.com with the subject line of review. Um, that way we can just collect those, set up a filter, go mm -hmm. through them really easily. But if it is more convenient for you to do it some other way, you can send it to us via Facebook or whatever. It makes it more difficult for us to track, but we'll do that because we love you. Yeah. We'll work for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have some reviews here. Uh, these are just some of the more recent ones. Uh, we've got a five-star review that is titled, It's a Lot of Entertainment. I love that one. <laughs> I thought that one I, was awesome, I haven't too. actually seen these, but I, I looked at the, that was the first one, and I looked at it, and I was like, wait, I remember that from an episode a way long time ago when we had a whole run joke about 
it's Salata things or whatever. Well, yeah, it was it was the uh, Muslim holiday of Salat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which means that they're not only listening, but now we're getting jokes callbacks back. Yeah, we're getting callback jokes from fans, which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. It's from AV Trucker, but I don't know who that is in real life, and I don't have a way to contact AV Trucker. So if you want to be included in the prize drawing, be sure that you send us a message and let us know. Well, but he's, but it says that they live in the USA right there. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they should be easy to find. Um, but it says, I love the show. Even the off-topic tangents and rants are entertaining to a godless heathen like me. Highly recommended. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, another oh, five yeah, he's, star. <laughs> he, uh, off-topic <laughs> tangents and rants are in inter- So he's ba- basically saying, I love the show, even Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured, I mean, I'm, I'm known for not staying on topic. <laughs> uh, the next review says, more fun than a fleshlight. <laughs> this is real purple dragon. We didn't think, so, I think I know who that is. Well, but is it? I don't know if it's Grant I'm or not if it's 100%. somebody who's like, no, Grant may say he's the purple dragon, but I'm the ah, real purple dragon. That is a good point. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know. So this is, it says it's from real purple dragon. It says, don't get me wrong. Fleshlights are fun and it doesn't take two hours to satisfy. But the benefit of the godless revolution is I can listen to it almost anywhere. Home, work, Sunday mass. When I'm sitting outside my ex-girlfriend's house with a directional microphone, <laughs> whereas the aforementioned fleshlight's usefulness is limited because, apparently, it's not, quote, socially acceptable or legal to use in many places. At least that's what the judge keeps telling me. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys. I wonder if that's someone else. I think I... I don't know. Uh, it, like I said, it could be Grant or it could be the real Purple Dragon. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, this one says is titled Love the Godless Revolution in the Time of Trump. And it's from 0372. Is that a prison number? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I get, I get, I've, I've received a couple communications from prisoners. Yeah. Uh, this says, love the Godless Revolution hosts and can't wait for my weekly fix. It's a special bonus given that I live in Utah, a very red state, and am bombarded by right-wing Christian media daily. It's nice to have some sympathetic and strong voices as an oasis. Also, I feel I need this podcast more after the Trump election, and, and I do appreciate the focus on keeping religion and Trump in check. Thanks, guys. Amber Krellen. Oh, there we go. See? We got a name. Yay, I met Amber. She's awesome. Okay. Hey, you're welcome, Amber. So she's not in prison? No. Okay. Not well. I mean, I didn't visit her in prison, so. Okay. She could have gone to prison since then. I don't know. But last I last I saw Amber, she was not in prison. Okay. She was at the Atheists of Utah Gala. Ah. And is very, 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 very cool. Uh, Entertaining and informative is the title of this one from... Kitty Guir? I think it's I think the second part is the song that Kitty makes. Kitty, Kitty Guir. <laughs> is that a kitty falling off a cliff? Yes. <laughs> I can't even go that high. This says I look forward every week to their episodes. Thank you. The next one says mm. I love this podcast. Exclamation point. By Pella Helper. Pella Helper. Hmm. That's fun to say. Pella Helper. Pella Helper. Says I listen to lots of podcasts, and this is one of my favorites. All well, right. thank you. Um, 
This one says, it's titled Rebel. No, I think it's Rebel. Oh, Rebel. You know you want to. From Australia. From, from Ollie Olson in Australia. What? Politics, religion, humor, and dick jokes. <laughs> Not safe for work, but who cares? It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ollie Olson. We will never be safe for work. <laughs> no. No. Do you remember, oh, it was a long time ago, we got a message, I think it was like during the first year we were we were recording, and we got a message from somebody who, the, the email was basically like, hey, I like the show, but I can't listen anymore because I listen to it while I'm at work, and for yeah. some reason they had their kid at work with them. <laughs> And, and the kid's going around going, fuck, 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 <laughs> and fuck, he's like, fuck, fuck. And they're like, well, I can't listen because I have my kid with me at work, and now I can't listen to the show. And I'm like, well, Headphones. sorry. Yeah, like you can't figure out a time to put your, like when you're falling asleep, put the earbuds in and I'll let me yell you to bed or whatever. <laughs> 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 or, or just know that your kid is going to hear those words at some time and like, we're, it, they're words, man. They're, they're a sound that you make with your <laughs> mouth. It's no big deal. Yeah. You can explain that to your kid. Like, you don't want to use these words in, in certain, certain context, circumstances. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, but they're just words. They can't, they can't uh, harm you. Yeah. They're, they're just a sound they're, that people make with their mouth. They're not going to yeah. send you to imaginary jail in hell. If you were to listen to somebody speaking in another language, you would pick out several sounds that they make that sound like, cuss words in yeah. American English, but they're not. They're just speaking their own it's, native language. It's like the only things I remembered in the Arabic alphabet was letters fa and q, because they, they're right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> fa, q, yeah. Next one is titled just Great Show! Exclamation point by Elvisinator. <laughs> Says, this is becoming one of my favorite podcasts. Yay! Well, thank you I know you a guy much. in Salt Lake who's an Elvis impersonator. Oh, really? Yeah. For for realsies? Well, he just does it for fun. Oh. He dresses up as a lot of different people for fun. He's a film guy. He's also an atheist. Yeah. Well, so would you say that they're actually an Elvis impersonator or just somebody who likes to play around? Well, he dresses up as a guy from Jaws, too, sometimes. Oh, so he's definitely an Elvis impersonator. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Elvis is one of the people he does. Oh. He doesn't make money yet. It's It's just for fun. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we all have our hobbies. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the last one we have for this evening sa- is titled Funny and Informative. That That's funny and informative. We're neither. <laughs> <laughs> it is from Lucy Davidson. I think I'm funny sometimes. Well, yeah, you do. You do. You okay. think you're funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it says, this podcast is a fantastic combination of serious discussion of interesting issues in the non-religious community. And absolutely hilarious fun. Wow. Whether it's between the hosts or their take on ridiculous things going on in the world. I love it. (laughs) But I have to listen with headphones (laughs) due to little ears. (laughs) Those skeptics, she knows. Yeah. Uh, Those skeptical chaps must be so jealous. Ooh. Winky face. Uh Uh Uh-huh. I think they are Uh jealous. I think they are. Definitely. They gotta be. Why wouldn't they? We're fucking awesome. And we're in America. That's right. Oh, Jesus. We're, we're, we're in America. We're in America. Yeah, in the home of Jesus. That made, that made them jealous right from the jump, I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, but thank you all for the reviews. Yeah, definitely. This is the last episode that you will hear, for most people, 
unless you're a Patreon patron and would get would get the episode early. Uh, but for most of you that are hearing this episode, you have just one week left before the drawing. By the time you hear this episode, we will be recording the episode where we are doing the drawing, right? No. No. No, we we, we would only have one week left, but I can't give the, you a heads up to- But the show comes out on the 31st, which right. is the last day to enter, so- So I can't really say, give you much of a heads up. Yeah, unless yeah. they listen that day and enter that day on that next episode. Right. Yeah, so- there. Just take a screenshot and send your emails like tomorrow. Yeah, yes. just do it like immediately. Yes, if you want to be entered in the to the drawing as soon as possible. The drawing and, and is I know drawing near. I mentioned that I may take some pictures and post uh, the stuff last week, and I did not but, do that because I got well, super busy but, with shit. But this is the thing. What they're just listening to this episode today. Uh huh. So if you do it tomorrow. Uh huh. You did do it last Before week. Before they, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, could be true. Yeah, because if you do those pictures any time before this episode posts, it'll oh, no, be but, up before. But in the last episode, I said that I oh, made the one oh. before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so, you fucked up. So I, well, I said I might. <laughs> so, and I, and I did not. So, well, then they might send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I but I once again might post some pictures of some of the things that are up for grabs in the drawing. Or you may have already seen them if you go to our, pod, our yeah, Facebook or you, page. Yeah, or you may have already seen them if I did indeed do that. <laughs> Jeez. It's fun talking about myself in the future. I know. It's weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, we love you all very much. Thank yeah. you very much for sending in those reviews. Uh, again, if you have not done so, you may do so at any time. Uh, I guess you probably figured that out by yourselves. But we would really appreciate it if you did. Uh, submit a five-star review for us if you think we're worthy. And then send it in to us. Get a screenshot. Send it in to us. And we'll enter you into a drawing for fabulous prizes. So thank you all very, very much. Yes. Yes. And that's about all oh, I have. Oh, what about our Patreon? We got a new Patreon. Oh shit! Yes, person. thank you. See, I made. I just did I'm, a monkey scratch in my you, head. You oh, did. Oh, 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 oh. Good point, Ryan. <laughs> you did watch monkey movie. Oh, 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 yeah, that's what I was oh, thinking too. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Is that your Caesar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do they do good monkey motions and they, stuff. They they went to monkey school. Well, have you seen have you seen how they capture all of that? Yeah, I saw some of the behind the scenes stuff where they're yeah. actually talking like like all the guys actually had to go to school to learn how to actually walk and act like a primate so that way when they do the capture they're realistic mm-hmm. and doing a good job at it. Yeah, well and the the special effects and CGI graphics are CGI graphics that's like your <laughs> pin number right or your ATM machine <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but the the graphics are are just amazing but they they also so they draw dots or they yeah they put, put dots little, all yeah. over their face so they can capture the individual facial little expressions, facial expressions yeah. but like all of the all of the apes in the monkey movie are <laughs> real people yeah well Maybe not all of them, well, like it's, when it's they just, show a swarm of, you know, a whole bunch of apes, but some, the, the characters, the main characters are all real actors who yeah. are doing acting and they're recording their voice and they're picking up their facial expression and their motions and everything. I mean, it's real actors doing all of the acting and then they just overlay the monkey body. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Brad Pitt and uh, Benjamin Button. Yeah. He was never actually in any of those scenes. 
Okay. He was all motion capture with his face for that whole film. Oh, right. Yeah. But then they, so they, they put all those dots on their faces yeah. and then they also put a camera like focused right on their eyes to pick up their, the eye little squints that you may do and eye, eye movements everywhere and everything. Yeah. Really good stuff. I, yeah. I, I really, really like the movies a lot and the, the effects are awesome. But we do want to thank our Patreon subscribers. That is Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the 2SC podcast, to whom we pledge our loyalty. Janet Uter, Stephen Andrus, Mo Cowbell, Jefferson Montoya, Christy Kalbach, Andrew Vodapich, Let Them Eat Kofefe, Wes Aaron, Utah Outcasts, Andy Faulkner, Angelica Pearson, Jeremy Goodson, Brandy Hamrick. We picked up somebody new this week, Ms. Alicia Gerhardt. Yay! Taylor Grin, Grant Larimer, Savitakuna, and the gaytheist Mr. Aaron Burton, who... We still owe a shirt to, and he sent me a message saying yes. that he wants us to sign it. So yep, we will be sure that we do that before we get it shipped out to you. We'll have to have it shipped here now instead of directly to him. But so we'll delay it a little bit. But we'll all put our John Hancock's on. I it. was gonna say John Hancock's, and then I thought <laughs> that just sounds dirty. <laughs> it does. It sounds so dirty, Ryan. John, we'll puts put our we'll put Hancock. our we'll put our mushroom stamps on there and send it right out. Uh, but thank you all very much. I really appreciate it. If you would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash godless revolution and can become a supporter of the show for as little as $1 per episode, which gets you access to, uh, early releases of the episodes. And there are rewards for uh, memberships above that. At, I think at $2, you get early access and bonus content every now and then when we have some, you get, you know, at, at other levels, you get access to a bunch of our clips and stuff that we use on the show and incriminating little bits of audio that you oh, could yeah. use to blackmail us. <laughs> I think Ryan that. has the largest collection of shit like that. I don't oh, doubt def- it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> There's going to be so much more after this episode. <laughs> Mr. Rapey porn stash guy. Uh, it was, it was funny though, right? Sure. Okay. It was a lot of, it'll be great. <laughs> Uh, but thank oh, yeah. you all. Pe- people love when three men joke about rape. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Most people are going to. No, I wasn't actually doing it. It's just saying people assume. They assume that you find rape funny? No, that I rape. <laughs> oh, they assume that you do it. Just because of the mustache. Right, right. And the windowless van. Yeah. I mean, they're all they're all judgmental pricks. <laughs> the, the windowless van and the, 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 the dungeon. I mean, well, and, and the puppies. Yeah. Oh, right, right, the puppies. puppies. We talked about those earlier. But it's the business. (laughs) But thank you all very much for listening. We're going to move into the Patreon portion of the show. So until next week, crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve nirvana. Rape the show five times a day toward Mecca. (laughs) You dirty, dirty boy. It starts with one I don't know why It doesn't even matter how hard you try Keep that in mind I designed this rhyme to explain in due time All I know Time is
is a valuable thing Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings Watch it count down to the end of the day The clock ticks life away So unreal Didn't look out below Watch the time go right out the window Trying to hold on to didn't even know I wasted it all just to watch you go I kept everything inside And even though I tried It all fell apart What it meant to me will eventually be a memory Of a time I tried so Banaba. Banaba? Banaba in the moonlight? We'll do this thing, and then we'll do this thing, and then I'm going to shit the bed and fuck up the whole goddamn thing. You know what pisses me off about that fucking guy that gave us one star? <laughs> do you know how many goddamn podcasts I listen to? And every single episode, sometimes I'll listen to an episode and completely miss the whole thing that they named it. I won't, oh, even, yeah, yeah. I won't even hear... The, the like I'll just miss that like it's one line that they say in there that's a little bit funnier than the rest of it and so that's the episode yeah. name. You say I look rapey with a mustache. I didn't say you look rapey. I said it's a porn stash. <laughs> yeah, but most seventies rapey porn stashes are. <laughs> are you like all seventies porn or rape porn? Yeah. There's a reason why I can't buy a van and have a mustache at the same fucking time. 
Because you'll rape somebody? No, they'll assume <laughs> I'm trying to rape somebody. <laughs> so I don't even know where it's fucking going. Yeah. Hence the Russian. <laughs> <laughs>